Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry and as usual I'm joined by Bobby and today we're going to be talking about uh, the appointment at Spurs and just the situation of the club over the past few weeks. I can see Bob's got his Saka shirt there um, just on the show. Obviously you, you must be happy over the last the last couple of weekends. Oh yeah, obviously. I'm feeling good. Tottenham are losing, Arsenal are winning, everything's looking out. I've got the shirt on finally. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've felt acceptable to wear an Arsenal shirt in one of these so that's good news. Good. So um, Spurs obviously sacked Nuno earlier this week. Uh, Conte's the replacement. Mm-hmm. A massive appointment for Tottenham. Um, yeah, big. And that all came after that Man United game, 3-0. Uh, what were your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? And would you think it was really a, a sackable result? For, uh, for Nuno? I actually, I'm not going to lie. I don't think it was a sackable. I think it was an early call from Spurs because I think he's only had about like maybe 17 games in charge. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Nine, I think it's like nine wins, a draw and seven losses. And under any other circumstance, you'd hope that your club would back a manager for more than 17 games. You'd think that they'd give him a bit longer than that. Yeah. But I think the whole thing is we had the, it, it was a bit of a weird period for Tottenham. Obviously they had the sudden Mourinho stacking like a day before the cup final. Then mm. they had, was it like Ryan Mason in to manage that yeah. game, I think? Yeah, Something like that. And I think they're just going through this really, there's no weird phase where they're not really thinking about it. But I'm sure their idea was this Nuno thing was a quick idea we had that didn't work and then went to get Conte in. So I'm guessing it's just like the decision they made so that they could uh, get a, a decent manager because obviously we know he's a good manager and we'll just see how he does for them. Yeah, they're, I'm looking at the table now. They're, they're ninth. They're only... Uh, five points off the top four and only like two points off the uh, the other European places. So it's not even that bad, but I'm sure they won't be wanting to sit behind Wolves and Brighton, um, <laughs> I guess, really. If you were Nuno, though, would you feel upset? Obviously, this was his big chance. He left Wolves to come and join Spurs, uh, supposedly a big I mean, club. Yeah, he's right to be upset, I guess, because he hasn't had long to prove himself. But I guess he must have realised as he was joining Tottenham that he was joining a sinking ship at that point and he would have had to have performed extremely well to be under consideration to keep that job. So I'm sure he'll be disappointed, but I think he was probably maybe not expecting it, but n- nervous about that possibly happening, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, from everything we saw <laughs> after Mourinho was sacked and seeing things like, oh, they want this manager, they want this manager, and then Nuno was appointed, like the seventh choice yeah. manager... Do you think he actually ever stood a chance? Because I think that would have been one of his main problems. If you're a player and you're the seventh and you see your manager appointed and like, you know, even the top executives didn't really want him there. Mm -hmm. That must have been like a psychological factor, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm not too sure. It sort of depends on the situation. I I guess you could see it like that, but maybe it just depends on the situation. Obviously, Tottenham are in a bit of a, a weird place right now, so I'm not too sure. Yeah, they probably do need someone like Conte to come in and give him a kick uh, to try and get them going. Um, he was said he was persuaded after not being ready in the summer after leaving Inter Milan. Um, yeah, obviously for like sentimental reasons or something. He didn't want to leave so soon. Yeah, something like that, supposedly. Um, whether it's mm-hmm. now that Harry Kane's definitely there and he oh, didn't want yeah, to come into maybe. a Spurs where Kane could leave. Um Mm-hmm. obviously Nuno didn't last long do you think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Conte to then get like hit the ground running because as we said they're not in the European places 
and with the like the size of his name, he's got to really prove himself. I think for the size of his name, they're definitely going to get on a new manager bounce. I think they'll probably go from now to maybe Christmas being quite a force because you just hope that maybe he he clicks with a few players, gets maybe a, a set team sheet that he's starting to enjoy from the start. But then one will we'll really want to see his uh, his effects. after. Obviously, it's going to take a few years to see any proper, proper development. But I think we'll see the effects of him as a presence and as a sort of manager in the football team if after Christmas they carry on their results towards May. But yeah, I don't think he'll be under pressure because he's such a high-profile manager and clearly shown that he can excel in different roles. I don't think that he'll be a Nuno where if he's not doing well at the start, he's going to get the sack because I don't think Levy has the balls to do that. I think he's probably too scared of Conte to sack He him. probably doesn't even have the money to do it either, to be fair. No, his contract's probably too big, yeah. So their next their next few fixtures, they've got Vitesse in the chair, the Conference League tomorrow, but I don't know whether he's managing that. Um, I think then, he might be. I'm not too sure, actually. They've then got Everton, Leeds, some random team in the Conference League I've never heard of, and Burnley. So he's got some games there that he can hit the ground running. In. Games. Yeah. yeah um, I think their next real tough game, I guess you could say Brighton, which is in the middle of December, could be a tough game but then they have like Liverpool West Ham before Christmas so there's a bit more of a test there um Mm -hmm. with January obviously that'll be a big big like a landmark for him I guess it's the word uh get Mm -hmm. some transfers in read this morning that he's gonna supposedly get a hundred million pound budget um from Daniel Levy what in January in January to spend that's a lot especially in January and I think that also shows, though, to be fair, if he's going to get that much, there was obviously a lack of, as you said, Nuno was a short-termer because Nuno wouldn't, I, Nuno didn't get 100 million in the summer to spend. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a bit annoying for him. But yeah, Conte's got 100 million to spend in January. Apparently he wants uh, Kessie from AC Milan and yeah. Stefan Devridge from Inter. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a bit of an Italian rate. Do you think that just buying players will work for Tottenham or because they've done that in the Uh, past and it hasn't worked. Yeah. I think they, as as much as I don't want to big up Arsenal too much, I think what clubs like Tottenham now need is sort of maybe to implement the tactic that Arteta's gone for and, you know, bring in the, uh, the more shrewd younger player deals, like looking for players, maybe of slightly less caliber that want to fight for the badge. Obviously I can give a few examples. Nuno Tavares, the left back we got for about 7 million, fantastic players only 21 obviously Ramsdale and Ben White a bit more expensive but obviously good young players have changed the team Gabriel who I would say is one of the best centre-backs in the league only 23 years old about 24 million so I think what they need to do is they need to get a nice young spine in their team who can start thriving off of the older players like Son and Kane who are coming into their their peak years at the minute so I think yeah they do need to get a spine of young players and players that do want to fight for the team and fight for the badge because obviously that's the most important things I think you can get drawn into uh these big money signings for clubs like Arsenal and Tottenham who just want to you know move into the London lifestyle and aren't really too bothered about the football so yeah I definitely go for some some younger players yeah um I also saw the other day I think I was telling you about it because we, we were together, I saw it on Twitter at the time from The Athletic, that he wants mm-hmm. Victor Moses, I think, um, <laughs> yeah. and some other old Italian guy. I get, 
I can't. I know he's worked with Moses at Inter. Moses was and at Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah, when they went to the five back and he had a great season. Yeah. 16, so 17. So maybe that would be a realistic one. Um, mm. But that. But then I they've got know. they've got what's he called Emerson now. So yeah. Don't see. He's not needed necessarily. Um, Kane has supposedly changed his mind about leaving. I read this morning. Um, has he? Yeah, now that there's a manager, obviously, of a decent calibre in, he thinks he might as well stay because mm. he's been doing awfully all season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, do you think he should have left in the summer? Because it, even though Levy necessarily didn't let him, do you think they should have sold him? I think he should have gone, yeah. I think it would have brought in fresh blood to the team because I, I think when you want a player to go, when sorry, when a player wants to go, is there any point in keeping him because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to play for your team anymore. He doesn't want to fight for your team anymore. So I don't think that's the sort of player you want. So I said you want players that want to be in that team, competing for their spot and playing for the club. So I think he, he could have been sold and brought in that good investment and then brought in Conte so that he had money to work with and build a new spine and, and rebuild Tottenham. So I think that's really what is is needed because they're still sort of living off the uh, Pochettino era in terms of a lot of the players that are still at the club and still playing. So, yeah, I do think they probably should have got rid of Kane when he when they had the chance, to be honest. Yeah, and if I, I agree. I think if Kane was sold in the summer, obviously we knew he wanted to leave and Levy mm-hmm. didn't, didn't let anyone buy him for a normal price tag um but as you said he's not looking as up to it anymore but it'll be interesting to see now with these coming games whether he will look more into it now that Conte's in charge because I would imagine that being Harry Kane and you see that your manager is Nuno Espirito Santo I don't think there's going to be a mass enthusiasm from him to to do his best especially a player who wants to do as well as he does and be as big as he can yeah, I know what you mean. So it will be really interesting, but I think, I, I, I don't know whether you agree, Spurs, one of the issues that they need to sort out is reliance because at the moment, they're over the last few seasons, they're relying obviously on Kane, but also Son. Um, mm-hmm. No one else has really been shining that I can think of. Um, no, yeah. So I think that's probably a major problem for them. Um You've had at Arsenal a few times where you've been maybe relying on players. Do you think yeah. it is that key, as you said, of bringing in those players that are really going to fight for it? Um, yeah, I think we've removed that reliance. Obviously, we saw last season when we had weak links in the team, the Deadwoods, obviously, like, you know, I could say maybe Willian, uh, Hector Bellerin. On his day, maybe David Luiz, even though I did actually quite like David Luiz at points. But yeah, I think now... Arsenal have brought in sort of, I don't know, more enthusiasm to the team. Obviously, we've got Erdegaard, Smith Rowe, Saka, Tavares, Lukonga, White, Gabriel, Ramsdale, all these young players that want to play for Arsenal. And I think it's sort of not taken the pressure off of Bamiang and Lacazette. I think it's put it back on. I think Lacazette is great with the young players. So I think Lacazette and Bamiang need to act. Um, sorry, Kane and Son need to act in a way that Lacazette and Aubameyang have done. Obviously, linking up with these younger players, being a good role model for them and making them want to work harder and in turn making yourself want to work harder because you want to play as good as these young players are and play with the energy that they do. So, yeah, I do think it's definitely something that they should consider because they have 
you know, the the young, I mean, the older, more experienced ones to motivate them. And I think that's just what they need to bring in. Yeah, and I think one of the things they'll have to look at is, apart from Tanganga, there's Troy Parrott, who I don't know whether he's out on loan at the moment or not, Oliver Skip. They haven't got loads of young players that you would no. maybe see because obviously at Forest, we've relied on the academy quite a lot, and that's turned out well. And you've had players mm-hmm. at the Arsenal Academy, obviously Smithrow and Saka doing very well, unfortunately. Um, but at Tottenham, that, that's their problem, is they don't have anyone there that's necessarily game-changing through the academy. No. I, I don't think Oliver Skip's necessarily no, up to the to the level well, of... I was a I was at the Arsenal game in the stadium and he came on and the first thing I saw him do was get a yellow card so <laughs> that's the only impression I have of Oliver Skip I mean I think I rate Tanganga what I've yeah. seen of him he's been good he's obviously got a hot head because he's a young defender so we saw with that Zaha situation but uh, yeah I do think he is good but yeah maybe some like attacking flair like we've got in under Smith Rowe and Saka well they've I saw earlier them players, like players that will benefit like Conte and Tanganga was one of them. Obviously that three at the back shape will give mm-hmm. him a chance to really get into the team. Maybe, yeah, maybe get a bit, get a bit I more play time. We'll definitely want to play Tanganga with the bigger signing. Like I think Romero, isn't it? Yeah. Than playing Eric Dyer. I can see Eric Dyer definitely getting phased out under the Conte era. I don't think it want to use him as much as other managers have. So mm. yeah, we'll see what he does. But I interesting see to see. Happening. I think we'll we'll have to watch. Obviously, these first few games, we may not see a de- indefinite lineup that will be definitely the Conte yeah. way in the lineup. Because after the first few games, you're just going, "Oh, what have I got to work with? Who's match mm-hmm. fit?" Eric Dyer, he'll probably play um, in their next game in the Conference League tomorrow, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, we'll play in those games definitely. But we'll have to see in a, probably in December time. Um, as an Arsenal fan. Are you worried now that they've got Conte? Because he he is a title winner, uh, a proven winner, which they haven't had for a while. Uh, oh, well, I mean, it is Tottenham and, you know, it is the history of the Tottenham. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to change them. We'll see how that goes. Because it's, it's been a long time since. I can't ever remember Tottenham being a scary team. Like, I, I know under Pochettino they were... They, were, they, were, they had a few good sides, but they never scared me in terms of actually being ruthless and winning trophies like the teams he manages. So, yeah, I'll see. I just can't really imagine it right now. Like, I can't imagine Tottenham being deadly and like a team that you're actually scared of playing like a Liverpool or a Man City or a Chelsea, in fairness. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I do think it's going to take a lot of convincing for me to be, be scared of Tottenham because they're just, just funny. They are. Um, unfortunately, it is a sad, sad appointment for the rest of the football world. So they, they might not look, they might, might not any longer be a meme uh, to just mm. laugh at. Um, yeah. I mean, the only time I guess you could say Tottenham were threatening was the year Leicester won the league, because um, obviously they yeah. nearly won it there. But, I mean, even that. I wasn't... think they came second, maybe a few other times as well, second, third in that sort of era. Yeah. With, uh, they, 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 but as, but as you said, they were never like a. Oh, oh, we've got top next. Don't want yeah, to play yeah, them. I know what you mean. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. But I think one of the good things that's also come through it is that we've now got Thomas Tuchel, Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, and Antonio Conte in the Premier League. Arguably yeah. the four best managers in the world. Um, obviously, Nagelsmann's brilliant. Um, but do you think that's going to add a difference to the, to the league? Obviously, we've got all these managers now in here. 
um, the competitiveness is going to go up. It will be interesting for the clubs, I think, like West Ham uh, and Man United. They're another smaller club um, <laughs> to, to, to try and compete for those European spots. Do you think well, Arsenal, no? I don't even know who they are, if I'm honest. No, yeah. um, never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, but surely it's going to be, it's going to add a bit more competitiveness to the Premier League, isn't it? Having all these top managers in. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's already ridiculously competitive anyway, but it just adds another ego into the into the, the, the pile and another big name to uh, stir a bit of drama around. So, yeah, we'll definitely see how it goes. But, yeah, I'll be interested to see because it, it feels weird to say that Tottenham might be within a shout now. They have this ruthless manager, but we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's definitely good for the Premier League. It's, it's just solidifies its statement as being the most attractive and best league in, in, in world football, definitely. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things I saw the other day, it was a throwback interview to when um, it was Thierry Henry interviewed him when he was at Chelsea and how basically yeah, he said if if the player didn't do what he wants, then he'd want to kill him. kill him. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see, because I can't remember really from the, the documentary, it'd be interesting to see how players like Deli Ali do. Because Deli Ali yeah. is famously lazy, um, mm-hmm. so do you think that maybe that will either spur him on, or he'll be gone in January? Because obviously Newcastle have got the money now. I could see him going there, but do you think it's going to really put pressure on the players to to, to step up their game? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we know how how good Deli Ali can be because he's done it. You know, on those seasons where he's absolutely a fantastic player, very very ruthless, very dangerous in front of goal and great talent but obviously he's lacked consistency he's had bad attitudes and obviously maybe not connected with some of these managers so maybe we'll see that Conte is gonna uh help him thrive and be the player that he he knows he probably should be or it could be he doesn't like Conte being strict on him and he ends up going to to Newcastle for a big paycheck we'll just have to see how it goes for him yeah well thank you everybody for listening that's all we've got time for make sure if you are on youtube to subscribe like the video and check out other videos that we've got on here uh, if you're listening on apple or spotify or any other sound um podcast site that i can't think of um make sure to follow us on there and make sure to check out our next episode thank you for listening that was the final whistle <laughs>